0: as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Wednesday, February 17th, and on the podcast we're going to update some news and notes from practice on Tuesday in advance of tomorrow night's game against the New Jersey Devils, and we're going to also open up the mailbag and answer some of your questions. Before we get to that, I want to remind you that the podcast is available on whatever podcast app you use, so please do go ahead, hit that subscribe button, each new episode will be automatically added to your feed for you to download and listen and enjoy at your convenience. If you could also rate and review, preferably positively, that would be very much appreciated. If you're on Twitter, you can find the show at LO Boston Bruins. You can find the podcast on Instagram at, at Lockdown Bruins, and you can find me on both platforms, at E.N.C. McLaren on Twitter, it's usually some hockey tweets, dad jokes, and uh, whatever else I feel like talking about because uh, it's my Twitter feed. So at practice on Tuesday, head coach Bruce Cassidy stuck with his plan to separate the top line of Brad Marchand, Patrice Bergeron, and David Pasternak, bumping Pasternak down to the second line to play with countryman David Krejci and bumping Jake DeBrusque up to the top line in an attempt to get the inconsistent streaky winger going uh, as he has yet to score a goal this season. Now, Krejci and Pasternak are no strangers. They've played together for significant stretches of time in the past, particularly during Pasternak's first couple of seasons with Boston, and they do play together fairly often, during overtime in the three-on-three format. They also obviously share a bond with a shared language and interests and have become close friends off the ice as well. So it's not going to be a huge change for them to play together. Pasternak said he loves playing with Krejci, who is an unbelievable playmaker. They have built some chemistry over the time that he has been with the team Again, they've become really good friends. They know what to expect from each other, and it won't be a difficult decision. The reason for the change is to get uh, a spark underneath the buttocks of Jake DeBrusque, who has, like I said, yet to score uh, this season. Uh, also, David Krejci has yet to score this season, although he has uh, registered, I believe, 10 assists in 14 games. At the same time, Pasternak did miss three weeks of the regular season, and while he did get off to a sparkling start, uh, he has slowed down a bit in terms of production, so it might be good for him to get away from the top line, maybe some middle pair defensive matchups, and just get some offense going on both lines. We all know secondary scoring for the Bruins can be an issue, and this is a way to kind of spread out the offense while not sacrificing chemistry or familiarity. Pasternak said Krejci is a very underrated playmaker. His vision on the ice is unbelievable. Patience is unmatched. And he's a great mentor for Pasternak as well. Again, it helps that they're both from the same country. He's excited to play with him on the wing. They're both obviously offensive-minded players, but they have good starts in the D zone, have the pucks on sticks, and once... Krejci has it. Pasternak will get himself in position to shoot, even from the red line, he said. Now, usually on the left side of David Krejci is Jake DeBrusk, but with DeBrusk moving to the top line, Pasternak will get his first taste of playing with Nick Ritchie, who is having a great first full season with the Bruins. He's tied with Pasternak for third on the team with goals, four of which have come on the power play. Uh, Pasternak said... Richie is a great big body, has a great finish, actually great hands and a good shot. And it'll be interesting to see how he plays with that bigger body on the left side as opposed to Brad Marchand, who we all know is a bit on the smaller side, perhaps a bit uh, quicker with the puck, more adept at stick handling. Uh, But he'll have that more physical presence to hopefully create some more space in the offensive zone, and I, for one, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited to see how Krejci and Pasternak fare together. Uh, it's great to have that stacked elite, probably one of the best top lines in the league, but it also behooves the team to get everyone going, firing on all cylinders. And if this is what it takes to get Debrusque some confidence to find the back of the net, then so be it. And you again, you're not sacrificing. Um, the second line or diminishing Pasternak's capabilities because he has become such a great two-way player and, um, you know, paired with Krejci, they should form a very formidable uh, duo with Nick Ritchie complimenting them on the lef- left side. Sorry, Cassidy also said he does not expect Matt Grizzlick or Jacobs Borrell to be in the lineup on Thursday night against the New Jersey Devils. Both players stayed off the ice on Tuesday with respective injuries. Kevin Miller was back after taking a maintenance day on Monday. So that means both John Moore and Connor Clifton likely to draw into the lineup against the New Jersey Devils, a Devils team that has not played in quite some time as a result of COVID. So hopefully, uh, you know, the Bruins' defense won't be compromised as a result of losing those two guys. Well, Gryzlik, he's been out of the lineup for for a while now, as we all know. Uh, Craig Smith also did not practice on Tuesday, but um, it seems as though he just decided to take the option for the skills-based practice, and there doesn't seem to be much concern that he will miss any time. So that's the latest from Warrior Ice Arena, as the Bruins take advantage of these handful of days off in order to get ready for the New Jersey Devils. Again, they won't play after that until Sunday, a scheduled game in Lake Tahoe against the Philadelphia Flyers. The Flyers, I believe, have yet to practice, uh, so we'll see if they're able to make the trip or if they are replaced in uh, the outdoor game by the New York Rangers or if the game is just shelved altogether, which I don't see happening, although it probably isn't the best idea at this point. Before we get to the mailbag, let's talk for a moment about Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It comes in 18 amazing flavors. They're all gluten-free, which is important to me as someone with celiac. There are some with nuts, some not with nuts, so take a look if you do have a nut allergy. But the flavors, just by reading them, you can see how good they sound. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, Lemon almond cheesecake is a favorite of mine. Carrot cake. Apple almond crisp. They're all covered in 100% chocolate and they're soft and easy to chew. But they're not just a delicious treat. You can actually lose or maintain weight while enjoying a Bilt Bar because they're great for the health conscious person. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high in fiber. If you go to builtbar.com. Put together your package of Built Bars and use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. You can get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. We're covering everything you need to know about the Bruins here on this podcast, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. All right, Wednesdays here on Locked On Bruins is usually a mailbag day. I put out a call and uh, only got one response, and that was from a friend of the podcast, Beth at Iveruit. She asks, How is the new job so far? I think I mentioned that I started a new day job. Uh, content marketing specialist with a company based out in Vancouver and uh, it's going great so far. Very uh, different change of pace from my old job but very excited to start a new adventure so thank you for asking that Beth. Now I'm just going to come up with my own question and it comes out of Boston's current injury issues on the blue line as well as a perceived need coming into the season on the left side and how the Bruins might be able to fill holes left by uh, Zendano Chara and Torrey Krug. And there's one possible solution that may be coming out of Nashville, of all places. On insider trading on TSN uh, the other night, uh, the Athletics' Pierre Lebrun said there's an intriguing name when I talk to teams around the league that they hope will be on the market. That player is top four defenseman Matthias Ekholm, who's been a long-standing member of the Predators organization. And he says there's an absolute solid chance the Predators at least listen to offers for Ekholm. And he, I believe, would be a perfect fit for the Bruins in a lot of ways. First of all, he's a left-hand shot. He has... Uh, some control on his contract he signed for the balance of this season and next season at a cap hit of 3.75 million he's not spectacular offensively per se but he does put up pretty good numbers he had uh, 33 points in 68 games last season 44 points in 80 games in 2018-19 34 points the season before that and he also puts up some pretty good uh, underlying numbers as well just a very uh, solid balanced defenseman at both ends of the ice he spent much of this season on a pairing with Dante Fabro but he played some with Roman Yosi in the past who's the reigning Norris Trophy uh, winner he's capable of playing in a true top four role averaging 23 minutes able to play in all situations and uh, you know he could be paired on a a shutdown role with Brandon Carlo. He could take a complementary role to Charlie McAvoy on the top line. In short he could really help to fill out Boston's defense core and add some veteran experience and leadership for a playoff run. I don't know if the Bruins want to enter the postseason relying on both Lozon and Borel in um, heavy minutes in the playoffs and bringing him in now will give you two playoff runs since he is signed for this season as well as next season. Right now the Predators are well outside of a playoff spot and um, they are, I believe, 7th in the Central Division. Only the Detroit Red Wings have a worse record in that division, and they will have quite a hill to climb in order to get back into uh, playoff contention. Now, one thing to keep in mind is that the asking price could be pretty heavy, and it could require perhaps a zboral or a Vaconining going back in return, uh, so that could be kind of uh, a factor to consider for sure. I've said it before on the podcast, the new look defense is playing very well. Uh, Lozon hasn't looked out of place with McAvoy on the top line. I thought he showed a lot of grit in the recent game against the Rangers and really emerged from kind of a young defenseman to a Bruins-style defenseman. Uh, Kevin Miller has been okay. Jacobs Borrell has looked Pretty good alongside of him, albeit in sheltered minutes. Now, he is, of course, injured at the moment, as well as Matt Grizzlick. So if those persist, then the Bruins might be um, you know, pushed to make a deal sooner than later if uh, one or both of those guys will be out of the lineup for any considerable amount of time. So Jorha Vakaninen could be a piece to flip. Perhaps even it would cost a zborl. I would hope not. Uh, since they're very heavily invested in him as a first-round pick. Um, but it will require some bit of roster or prospect uh, disruption in order to bring in a player like Matthias Ekholm, but I think it would be very much worth it and would really help to solidify uh, their standing atop the East division uh, standings as well as uh, as a Stanley Cup contender. Now, speaking of... Stanley Cup contending, Uh, Dom Lesition of The Athletic posted his updated projected standings and Stanley Cup odds for the balance of the season. Right now, he has the Bruins as a 99% playoff lock, uh, 73% to reach the division final, 51% to get to the Final Four, 31% for the Cup final, and 17% to win the Stanley Cup. Across the NHL, that would be the highest among teams across the league right now. Colorado's at 15%, Vegas at 5%, Carolina and Tampa Bay both at 13%, and the Maple Leafs at 9%, Canadians at 5%. I think uh, kind of the North Division teams being bumped down a bit just because of the quality of competition isn't very high around there these days so yeah the Bruins it certainly looks like they are well positioned for another run this season especially with Tuka Rask and David Krejci still in the mix bringing in Ekholm would give them that stability on the blue line for this season and next at the very least and also perhaps you could uh, get Rask and Krejci to resign on more team friendly deals and keep this group together for another potential run next season. You know, Bergeron's not getting younger. Uh, Marchand getting up there as well. The core, this core group of players, as much as they are continuing to play at a high level, there are only so many kicks at the can remaining. Uh, So why not uh, try to make a move? You're not sacrificing the youth movement per se. They'd still be around. You still need that depth on the blue line in order to be successful. So Matthias Ekholm, I think, would be a great Target here for uh, Don Sweeney, especially at that contract price and the fact that he signed through next season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to f- bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. You can even bet on awards and TV shows with Bet Online. They provide real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. They have you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets. And best of all, it's free to sign up. Just head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today for a free account and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Every Wednesday on Locked On NHL, you can take a deep dive into the Western Conference with Sarah Avampato of Locked On Kings and Tom Gazzola of Locked On Oilers. Whether it's a look at the top-end contenders like Vegas and Colorado or breaking down the rebuilds of the Kings and Blackhawks, Locked On NHL has you covered on Western Conference Wednesdays. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get podcasts. Let's finish with some news and notes from around the NHL. And the Bruins have some makeup dates that were announced on Tuesday. Their game against the Devils that was originally scheduled for this past Monday will now be played on Sunday, March the seventh, at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. A Boston and Washington game that was originally scheduled for April 12th or 10th, sorry, is now pushed back to April 11th. And Philadelphia at Boston, which was originally scheduled for March 7th, will be rescheduled for a date to be announced later. These uh, other two postponements kind of as a result of uh, the Capitals and Flyers having their games uh, pushed around, and so it's affecting uh, the Bruins here as well. Now, when it comes to headlines today, the big story was a report from Katie Strang of The Athletic on widespread turmoil and financial woes within the Arizona Coyotes organization. Her detailed investigation involving interviews with more than 50 people, including current and former employees, and some of the issues revealed were financial discrepancies, complaints of a dysfunctional workplace culture. The Coyotes released a statement saying that Strang has been engaged in a harassment campaign against the club and questioned the reliance on what the club deemed to be disgruntled ex-employees. So a really messy situation there in Arizona, and I do uh, recommend that you take a look at uh, that report in The Athletic that was posted on uh, Tuesday. Speaking of trade rumors and reports, Darren Dreger says the uh, Vancouver Canucks will make Jake Virtanen and Adam Gaudet available on the trade market. There was reports that the Bruins were interested in Virtanen. He has one year remaining on his contract with a cap hit of $2.55 million. I would think perhaps the Bruins might be interested if Andre Kasha isn't able to return They could put him on LTIR and add another right-hand shot. But um, at the moment, I don't really see that as much of an enticing uh, proposition uh, for the Bruins. Just another update on the Philadelphia Flyers, who the Bruins are scheduled to play on Sunday in California. And it looks as though, while they are set to return to action on Thursday night against the Rangers, they will be missing several players who are still on The COVID list. That means uh, Justin Braun, Claude Giroux, Travis Konechny, Scott Lawton, Oscar Lindblom, and Jacob Voracek will be missing from the roster. Those are obviously pretty important pieces for them. And do they want to make this trip with all these players missing? Would the NHL want to feature a game on national television where there are so many key players not? in the lineup because of COVID-19, possibly not. So, uh, I mean, it's only a few days away now. The Bruins play at home on Thursday and then I guess would be flying out on Friday. Uh, So the NHL will need to make a decision here pretty soon as to whether the Flyers will remain the opponent for the Bruins or if um, they'll be replaced by a team like the Rangers who have been reported uh, to be kind of the next team up. Anyways, that's it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Uh, Kind of uh, a quick one today. I hope you're all having a great Wednesday, uh, having a good week. And uh, we will be back, of course, tomorrow to preview the game against the New Jersey Devils as well as update the NHL's top five teams. See if the Bruins crack that this week. So, yeah, thanks again for listening. Thanks for subscribing. And, uh, yeah, take care of yourselves and take care of each other, friends.